Uh, so today we, we're going to start off with our review of the first uh, five issues, slash the first volume of Jupiter Jet. Uh, I am a bit biased on this because I've gotten to meet the two writers on it in person uh, past December, and they and they're really nice people. So so I may be a bit biased on this, but I really like the book. I I. I and I, I found out when I got my uh, trade so that your picture is actually in the back of the trade. <laughs> yeah, I was in the back of issue five, which I found really cool. Yeah, I know. I, I didn't know that for some reason. Maybe I forgot or maybe I just never knew that. So I was actually surprised when I uh, opened it up. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I like interacted with them, at the, the two layers of it, uh, Jay Sim and while it's in a bit on Twitter too. That's how I, because when so, he was asking for both people with the book and I sent that in. So I actually do have a little bit of a story involving Jupiter Jet and uh, kind of the reason why we're reviewing it on this uh, podcast is I don't know if you realize this, but that is actually how I uh, met you on Twitter is uh, I followed uh, Jason Inman on Twitter and I think he had a post I think he retweeted one of your tweets and said something like this is the best review I've had from my comic and then one thing led to another and I ended up following you and then things kind of just went from there yeah, I remember that. I remember uh, seeing that like somebody liked to treat your coded, and it was you. And then you followed me a couple of seconds later, and I thought, and I checked out your trader page. And I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. I think. Yeah. It was a... So. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So your review of Jupiter Jet kind of was, you know, what led me to discover you. Yeah, I got. Like, not that I have the biggest following on Twitter. I only have, like, 40 followers. But I think I got, like, five of people following me through that. So, uh, let, let's just... Um, so, for those of you listening who don't really know, I'll give you, like, my quick uh, uh, summary or basic plot line without spoilers, of course, for Jupiter Jet, um, uh, the first volume of it. It's about this six, is he, she's 16 years old, uh, girl who gets a jet, jet pack and who gets like this, I'm not going to go too much into how she gets the jet pack since that's a story of itself in the book, but she has this jet pack and uh, she goes on these adventures with her younger, well, a, a big adventure with her younger brother. That's like the most basic sim- symbol I can say, really. Would you find that? Uh, yeah, that's actually a pretty good, quick description of it. <laughs> um, I guess, I, I guess we'll... I really... Oh, go oh ahead. sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, I really, really like it, because I'm actually... There's not enough, like, maybe I just don't know the market for this that well. I don't find there's too, too many currently being published good all-ages comics, which I kind of enjoy. Not that they're fun, but this is a comic that, like, is more, like, for everyone, because I enjoy reading stories like that. Like, um, 
even more so than some of the current comics that are being published. Because, like, uh, I like comics from all variety of target demographics, I find. Like, um, so, of the same day of getting Doomsday Clock issue one. And Doomsday Clock is, as the title would imply, is quite depressing, even for DC. <laughs> and like, so it's nice. To have, so it's always nice just to have um, a nice, fun book like this. And I think that's how I describe it, usually like a fun, all ages comic. And it really just exempl- exemplifies everything I think an all ages comic should be. Well, I do appreciate all ages comics being out there still, because I'm a firm believer that, you know, um, there's a younger audience out there for comic books that we should definitely keep in mind. And me, personally, I don't like the more uh, mature stuff that's out there. But yeah, I, I find, like, some stuff is a bit too serious in comics sometimes. Yeah. Like, the more mature stuff it's just not really like all like every now and then i'll read it uh sometimes if i just want to have because usually i find those ones are the most like critically acclaimed and uh ones that people would like call who aren't really into comics uh true work of art or something and like they some of it and that's where i find the most talented writers not all the times but it, the majority of the times kind of t- want to write. So it is good for like getting that talent, but even then they're not my favorite type to read. So, yeah. But, and me personally, when I read comics, I want to have fun. Uh, I, you know, like message, subtle messages and stuff, you know, every now and then, but, when I read a comic book, I'm doing it to have fun, not to depress myself. So, yeah, uh, uh, I don't like it too dark. <laughs> going back to the that uh, you, you, you like the main comic of Superjet. Do you have like a standout character for you in the book that you really enjoyed by any means? Uh, I mean, I don't think there was a character specifically. Uh, if I had to pick a favorite, I'd probably go with Chuck, the younger brother. Yeah, I like Chuck, Chuck a lot. Um, Neil, his friend, I thought he was funny in it. I like the scene where he, one well, of my favorite scenes of the comic is when uh, he saves them, uh, like, using the jet, jet pack. I, I, it's right around the middle of it, and I thought that was... But uh, I also like the comics heart it had in it. Like, uh, like there was a lot of great mom- moments of like emotion b- between the, all of the family members without going into like. Because I really don't want this to be a spoiler. Because I honestly think it was like it's one of my favorite, easy to pick up for non-comic book fans comics. Like, if um, you're one of our listeners and you're not, and for whatever reason you're listening to this podcast and you're not really and you just want to read, like, a, and you're not really into comic comics, and you just want to read, like, a standalone story, I'd highly recommend Jupiter Jet. Uh, I find even, I know this doesn't really apply to anybody anymore since it's no longer being published in single issues monthly, but the single issues of it, I find this is my biggest problem with comics is each of the single issues almost every series is relying on 52, the other. All but 50. this I didn't find at all. Like, I can read one issue of Jupiter Jet, without having 
and understand what's going on and I wouldn't have to know and I don't feel the need but I want to to be the next issue but I don't feel like if I don't I'm like oh man I got nothing out of that you know what I mean I mean it's almost one of the advantages to just getting trades nowadays because I find that like I'll be following a series I'll read an issue and then in the month it takes for the next one to come out, I will have already forgotten what happened in the previous issue. So I don't have that great of a memory. So I'll like forget key elements in that month waiting for the next issue, and then I'll be confused, or I'll just have to like recollect as I'm reading. <laughs> uh, I reread a lot of my comics but, uh, for that, but I also find now it's even almost polluted... Uh, but it's almost a problem in trades now. Like, all I've read uh, now Tom King's Batman runs, my personal favorite all time Batman run, just in a Shaha or anything. But um, the first two, the, the second and third trade of the book, they go, they tie together so deeply much. Uh, I Am Suicide and I Am Bay, even in the names, they tie together. But um, I just think uh, when you have a story that's meant to tell bigger scopes like that was, uh, it's well used. But um, I don't think that it needs to be like that for every single issue, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. Because when you get that, you get stories like almost every story in the New 52. I don't mean to be critical or anything. Just how I felt about the New 52 was almost every... Because all the issues were, all the series, I mean, were supposed to be maximum 52 issues. So, so when you have that, that means all the issues, we basically are revolving around this one big thing. Like, I think the biggest exa- example of this would be the Jeff Johns Justice League one. It was all building up to this massive dark side war arc at the end, and that was the whole 52 issues. 52 issues I mean, it's great once you get there. Without I'm somebody like I missed who's out on everything. Because it felt like everything was either building off like something just for the time being. I just want to invest in anything. I think that's one of, the, one of the many reasons why it failed. And I find that kind of sad almost because comics should be able to try new things for a short period of time and then for work without them having to make it one big thing. But I think due to them just trying to capture audiences. Uh, attention for long enough and not knowing how to do that, we've resulted into every bouncing off the other. And I think that's a problem in the industry right now. I think one thing about comics in general is a lot of times the stories get bigger and, and you know, like, especially at Marvel where they're like, there's always a crossover event. And I think that it's to a point where you know, some of them are cool, and the big events and stuff are cool, you know, like the whole metal thing with DC. But sometimes I get a little bit tired of always the big events, and I kind of wish we could go to simpler, smaller stories, uh, like how comics used to be, where everything doesn't have to be a bit, and you can get yeah, stories, and series can start okay. standing alone again. Yeah, that's what I thought was Jupiter Jet's biggest strength, really, was how it was able to tell a 5FCU story, which admittedly isn't that large, even though they have said they plan to do more in the future. But it was 5FCUs, even though if they're going, it's, if the, and they're going to do more. But these 5FCUs, even though any individual issue in it, 
feels co- almost complete while telling one big story. I think um, they found that perfect, I don't know, because obviously I haven't read the future issues that they may or may not make, but I found that for these five issues, at least, they told such a great story in the sense that they um, were able to separate everything while still keeping character arcs and story arcs in every issue, complete, well telling a big five issue. And like, I thought it was just really incredible how they did that. My favorite issue was actually um, issue number three, the like the February issue. I think that's the one I was holding at the end, actually, in that when I was like for the photo. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, that's the one where um, J- Jackie was kind of like a bit out of it, if you know, like she was just kind of like uh, a bit down on being a superhero, and by the end of it, it's like. Um, I'm not sure if it was at the uh, end of it or at the start of it before. I'm, 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 I've reread the trade recently instead of rereading in single issues. So like, I get a bit mixed up on what every issue was. But um, she kind of gets back into it to save Chuck. That was at the start of it before I remember that. But I just thought it was really cool how um, they were able to like kind of make this, like the sad part that the character has to pull themselves up to in all stories still like fun and keep the tone of the book without really just taking you out of it. So I thought that was really well done. So I think, unless you have anything. Honestly, I don't want it to be true for your sake, but it could be Kyle Rayner. I don't, I don't feel like they're really doing anything with Kyle Rayner at this point. Um, and so I feel like he, in their minds, will be expendable. Yeah, I'm kind of starting to and so, wrap around that. Um, and also, Roy Harper that was just added as a mainstay member of the current um, Frig, uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws arc, so I doubt they'd kill off him. However, they have been removing um, Roy Harper from Titans and, and that makes it likely that he could die. And the other supporting evidence to this is the fact that Green Arrow is the only direct spin-off into this, like a direct tie-in in the form of Green Arrow yeah. 45. Which... Mm. So, but, uh, but, the, but the one thing against it is that he was in Red Hood and the Outlaws. However, with Kyle Wayner, his role in Green Lantern starts to be dwindling, and but the one thing in favor from not dying is it's Hispanic heritage. Well, here is in crisis is being published. Like it's the Hispanic heritage months or times. I'm not really too familiar with how that works. So highlighting Kyle on all these news sites or like on like your polygons or other various sites like that, when they talk of, or comic book um, resources and like all those different buzzwords uh, websites. And they're going to be like top 10 Hispanic super guarantee you Kyle Wayner is going to be near the top. So when people look up Kyle Wayner, DC doesn't want to see that they killed him off during this time. So that's the one thing in Kyle Wayner's favor, not to die, really. But other than that, I don't now, much. You, you say that they couldn't kill Cyborg, but honestly, I wouldn't really mind it. <laughs> Just because Cyborg hasn't really contributed anything to the DC universe 
significantly. His Rebirth series, I I have this, I, um, I, a couple of years ago, back when I started saying the comics, I spent, I kind of got ripped off now that I think of it, but I spent a ton of money to buy like a bunch of Rebirth issues in like this big box or big bundle. And, cy- and we had a few Cyborg issues. And the Cyborg issues weren't the greatest. Like, and from what I heard, his Rebirth wasn't that good. However, he plays a big role in Justice League currently. Like the, in the, the comics. So I find that unlikely. And he still has a solo series, to my knowledge. I don't think his solo series has done that well, though, sales-wise. It's really the most hated one in Rebirth. I think it may have been canceled because I didn't see it in the previews. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it might have been canceled a long time ago. I don't remember. That was... Like, I was interested in the Cyborg series, but, like... Upcoming, um, Justice League Odyssey, how do you feel about that team overall? It seems really weird to me. It's my... It's probably the Justice League I'm most looking forward to. It's a shame it got delayed so much, but I'll, I'm going to pick up the first couple of issues for sure. Um, will you buy the trade of it or anything? Justice League Odyssey honestly really uh, intrigues me. That actually is a series that I really want to pick yeah, up. Yeah, I think uh, that's everything. Me and you are kind of the same boat with uh, what that it's just, we just find it quite interesting, just the whole premise b- behind it. Because um, a lot of, like, long, long-time comic book fans aren't a big fan of it. And since me and you are both, like, only the past couple years or so into comics, I think we enjoy it more since these are some characters we haven't... The DC Universe hasn't really done too much with in a while with some new characters. So I think it'll be really neat. Yeah. Uh, so now we're into... Um, once again, I'm just going to keep going... Uh, so, um, Red Hood and the Outlaws, uh, real quick, like, do you like Red Hood and the Outlaws, or Red Hood as a character too, too much? I haven't read Red Hood, in, but I actually do like the character. Uh, um, huh. I am a Jason Todd fan. He's my least favorite mom. I just haven't read the series. Robin, I still like the character. It's just I find all the other Robins better. I'm not a big fan of that. Um, I saw this tweet. I forget who made it, but I agree with it completely. Red Hood's their le- Jason Carter is their least favorite Robin for the same reason Raphael is their least favorite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Just because um they're not a big fan of brooding, angsty kind of look of a character. Like, I don't really like the angry all the time kind of characters. Well, me, how I am is I Jason... Jason Todd probably my least favorite Robin, but only as oh. the hood character. But Jason Todd as Robin is just kind of like meh. To me, <laughs> Jason Todd doesn't really get interesting until he becomes Red Hood. So as Robin, he's not really that high up there. But as Red Hood is where he, to me, gains... This is a kind of unpopular opinion of mine. I think Jason Todd was most effective when he was dead. He came back in Hus for like a minute, but and maybe Under the Red Hood, but ever since Under the Red Hood, he hasn't really had much of a purpose, in my opinion. Well, it, I, I just think of a funny saying that used to be around. 
Uh, it used to be around that there was a saying that everyone in comics comes back to life except for Uncle Ben, Bucky Barnes, and Jason Todd. All three of them came back around the same time. They all, uh, and then Bucky Barnes and Jason Todd came back. Uncle Ben came back for a bit. They were dead for a while in comics. Uh, but eventually someone brought them back. And one day, someone might bring back Uncle Ben. He was brought back for a little bit. Yeah, I think it was a weird thing that was more of a one-and-done thing, but... Um, so, then we have the Teen Titans and Titans. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the current Teen Titans. It just seems weird. Lobo's daughter, um, the new kid, New 52 kid class, a bunch of super, super obscure or, or even new characters and they kill too. And like Damian Wayne's like super leader and nobody cares that he's the leader. And like they're doing like weird, like it's rebelling and stuff. Like it really doesn't seem like Teen Titans to me. It's like Damian Wayne and a bunch of characters that are quite different from what you'd be like. Yeah, I guess in- Damien Wayne is an interesting choice. And the idea that there's a 13-year-old kid leading a group of other teenagers, it's probably not a great way to explain the Teen Titans, but... (laughs) Yeah, it seems so non-Teen Titans to me. But um, the weird thing is, is that nobody cares that he killed, like... I, I think it's only, like, I think he used a gun but didn't kill. But when Jason Todd killed, Batman freaked out. Like, that was the whole recent story arc in Red Hood and the Outlaws. So now we're into, I'm just going to, as I said, we're going a bit quickly. I'm a big fan of the current Titans. Even though they removed uh, Wally West and uh, Roy Harper, I like it. I like, um, I like Miss Marston in it, and I like the new Steel, and I like Raven being with Dick Grayson again. It's, it seems like the series is going a bit of a sadder turn, but I think it'll still be good. Uh, do you have any thoughts on the current Titans or just Titans in general as a Rebirth series? Have you read any of it? Not really. Titans is what I wanted to read, but I never got to. Yeah, I recommend the first arc in the current new Teen Titans, like the new Justice, the Justice. I wouldn't recommend um, anything in between. I thought it wasn't the best. Uh, so now we're into we're almost done. Uh, was there any trades that come out that you're going to be getting for sure in October that you have interest for? Uh, I mentioned earlier, but the um, uh, the Justice League trade. They're re-releasing All Star Superman in a trade again. Yeah, I, I, I forget you. I, have you read Officer Superman? No, I haven't, but I have heard about it. You should fix that. It's my favorite comic ever. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, it's really... I really like it. Uh, it's like, um, from what I hear, like, this isn't just me, like, saying, oh, well, I like so great because everybody agrees, but, like, it's a lot of people's favorite comic ever. Like, it well, is... I, I, that's, that's what I've heard. It's one of the most, you know, notable oh. comics. So I'm going down. Going surprising nobody is Mister Merrick. I got the first issue of it because I got summer because like I for whatever reason. What? Sorry, there's something on my end. Right, can you still hear me here? 
I can hear you now. Okay. You were cutting out there, though. There's something weird on my end there. But um, for whatever reason, I didn't. I wasn't able to get the first few issues of Mr. Miracle. Like, I actually can't remember why. But um, I was able to eventually get the director's cut of issue one. And I freaking love that thing. Like, I've reread that first issue so many times. But it just makes no sense money-wise to buy the in a month it's coming out with everything. But um, so this is set to be released in October. No, no, October, sorry, November 14th. And I am definitely getting that day one because I really want to read it because Mitch Garrett is one of my favorite artists and Tom King's one of my favorite writers. Click. Actually, another Tom King man. <laughs> I just find the two work the best together. So I think... Well, well, if they work together as well as they tweet together, it's probably yeah. very good. Uh, there's also um, one that I'll definitely be getting up is Superman Volume 7 Bizarro Verse. I kind of, I was more on the accent side for singles used by Collect Superman and Trades. So I'm looking forward to this one. I collect Superman and Trades, but I'm far behind seven. <laughs> I think the, the last one I bought is four. And I haven't read it yet. <laughs> the cover of this one, I remember this is like a treaty I remember you making from a long time ago that Patrick Leeson, or actually spelling to is that one where uh, it mocks the original um, yeah. cover. So I think that's it for trade. When, when Patrick Gleason was like working on that issue, and I noticed that, like, hey, that's like mocking the original. Except for I noticed that everything was backwards. And I was something, a reply like, oh, is that on purpose? That Bizarro was supposed to be like the opposite, so everything was mirrored? And then I forgot what exactly he responded, but practically yeah. he was me and was like, yeah, or I don't even remember what he said. He said something Yes. But the way he said it, I started to wonder. I was like, wait, that was supposed to be obvious. What? smart for a second and then I realized oh no that was probably supposed to be obvious uh, so, now, so now we're into the my most anticipated part of the podcast um, the heroes and crisis death predictions so um, all this for those of you listening who uh, are uninformed about what's going on in September DC's making this big event written by Tom King with art by Clayman and Mitch Garage, where it's all about the hero's own personal well-being, and one of them murders another hero, supposedly. It's all shrouded in a mystery, and that's the whole story, finding out who died, who who murdered who. And um, So with this type of story, the, I think, um, we mentioned it earlier about editorial not really being King's choice, but DC has been really pushing it hard. Like, who's going to die? Who's going to die? Like, every frigging thing I turn around and I see it. DC's just trying to make it this. Uh, and uh, that's another story if DC's marketing it correctly, if that's how people should be viewing it. But we're going to be going over the what we know so far about who could die in it. And, um... Wait. Whoops. Did I cut out there for a second? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe. I'm just going to try to keep talking while I open up something. Uh, so can you hear, yeah. okay, can you hear me right now? Yeah, I can hear you. Just because I have another device I'm running this on, 
but I have the my death list or who could die list. It's not on here, so I have to open up something else. So uh, I haven't given it too much thought, but I mean, I are we allowed to like root for somebody to die, or is that wrong? <laughs> I guess. Uh, because, I mean, we could always do away with Harley Quinn. You know? Unfortunately, Harley Quinn's, of all of them, the most unlikely to die, like, by far. Just because they market her so strong. Yeah, like, we, it's kind of silly. We haven't... She's, she's the one... Like, we know she's not going to die. I don't know why they hinted at her dying. Because we see her in issue two previews. So, because the character is going to die, dies on issue one. So, unless Harley Quinn gets bought back in the span of two issues, I don't think uh, it's going to happen. So, now, I've, they did hint at the possibility of a Flash dying. It would be the second death. We're talking about specifically the first death. Don't we know more about first death? Then the Dito, he just hates Fast. He just hates Wally West, so he likes... Basically, like... Dan DeDito, he's the main guy in DC. He hates legacy characters. He tries to kill off Dick Grayson every chance he gets. Same with Willie West and Kyle Wainer. And it's kind of, and like Roy Harper, too. Most of these fan favorite 90s characters, he just like looks to kill. Uh, so. They should just let him have an Elks Worlds title and just leave it at that. Uh, yeah, like I wish Wally West was. Wallace and the Flash could coexist, and the Barry Allen could coexist, but no. So Wally West would more, most likely be the Flash that dies, but that's which Wally West though? Uh, red hair Wally West, uh, pre po- post crisis pre fifty two, um, Wally West. Uh, I think the other one's called Wallace West now, which makes it easy. Well, yeah, I think they could actually distinguish it. Um, so these are the characters that one of these characters is going to die. Roy Harper, Booster Gold, Harley Quinn, Tim Drake, Cyborg, Kyle Wayner. Um, <coughs> I'm sorry for that. So I think we can rule off um, three of these characters very easily. Cyborg, not going to kill Cyborg. Harley Quinn. They won't kill off Harley Quinn, as we discussed earlier. And Tim Drake, I find it very unlikely because of what, because he recently died and came back. So I think and those three... They've already had a couple of Gag Robins, so it wouldn't be anything new. <laughs> yeah, I'll th- I think Tim Drake's unlikely. So that leaves us with Booster Gold, Roy Harper, and Kyle Wainer. Um, Booster Gold, once again, very unlikely, I, I think. Tom King's been in... Wait, no, Booster Gold's confirmed not to die since he's one of the suspected ones accused for murder, along with Harley Quinn. So it's Kyle Wayner and Roy Harper. Like, I know you've been quite busy, so I, I guess you probably wouldn't... But I was going to ask if you'd have any comic that, like, like, that came out with, like, in August or something that you've read that you enjoyed. Well, I guess read Damage and the Terrifics. And I've uh, been reading Teenage Ninja Turtles, and I've enjoyed those. Um, and then I'm behind on... I've gotten the some new How uh, Jordan and Superman trades that I haven't read yet. I got Volume 2 of Black Bolt that I haven't read yet. Uh, I, got, I bought the remaining issues that I didn't have of Batman uh, Ninja Turtles 2. But I haven't read those yet. (laughs) 
So I I have quite the unread pile right now. So um, for me, I just got single season the m- month of August so far. I wasn't I was only around my comic book store for the first Wednesday of August though, because I, I I'm kind of in the middle of nowhere for a lot of the summer. Uh, uh, so I have um the Fantastic Four, which in Batman Cold Days, which is what I've been reading primarily what I can. And the Fantastic Four is my favorite Marvel anything in a long, long time. I, I really, really want to get that one. I've, it's a, it's quite expensive, actually, for a single issue. It's $6 US, which I thought was odd, but it's big, too. It almost reminds me of Axe 1000, like the way how this has a bit of everything in it. And I, I just saw it was really interesting, and it makes me really excited for the rest of the series. That's cool. So also, I have a cool cover. I don't know who the artist is since there's like a million variants, so I can't look up the variant cover. But I really like mine. It's a fold-out cover. And I also like at the beginning, they have a little, they have some of Steve Dicko's best work since he recently uh, died. And I thought that was neat how they had that in there. Another thing that has happened that dampened my comic book reading is I uh, got I, I started watching a lot of anime, uh, mainly One Piece and uh, a lot of My Hero Academia. And so, and those are free. I don't have to pay money to watch those. So I kind of got on a little bit of an anime kick. What do you and watch so those on? That was taking up a lot of my time. So I was watching cartoons instead of <laughs> reading comic books. <laughs> what do you watch anime on? Like, what were you watching it on? Uh, I started to watch uh, on Crunchyroll, but then I got the Verve app and got the free trial, so I could download episodes and take me take them with me on when I uh, was on a road trip. So I've been watching them on Verve. That seems pretty interesting. I would get it, but it's U.S. only. So uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I ever wanted it's U.S. only. Uh, like um, so. You mentioned before that you didn't really have time for TV, but like, would you would you get like a trial of the DC universe? And like, if so, what show would you watch on that? Oh, I don't know. I'd I'd probably try and watch like some. Uh, I'd recommend. I'm. I got a DVD box set of it of Super Animated Series, which I found really entertaining. I'm currently almost done that, but um, those are. But like that, the DC universe seems so cool since it's going to have this big library of digital comics and everything. Like, I'd be so quick to like get on that the second it comes to Canada, which sometime next year. Do you know when it's supposed to come to the U.S.? This fall. This fall. Is it first? Um, I might will get pre-trial. Yeah, uh, it seems so interesting. Like could for. Something like that. Like, it's either kind of fall flat on its face, like within the first half, six months, or it's going to be really successful. I'm worried it's going to be the first one, but as long as we get think, Young Justice season three. I think there's enough interest in it. Stick around. Yeah. It all depends, though, because half of the replies I see of it when people are talking about it. Is just people complaining about not being available in their country. Yeah, well. 
So I think we've talked about comics enough for today. And that'll finish the night. I hope you all had fun with us. I hope you stick all the way till the end. And next time we'll have even more fun and things will go a little smoother, hopefully. But either way, I had fun. I know Cameron had fun. And I hope we just continue to have fun together. Until next time.